Life Uncut podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode is recorded on Gadigal land of the Aurora Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Life Uncut. I'm Laura. I'm Mitch Cheery. You sound like an airborne salesman or something. What, like, buy now and I'll back. throw in a set of free steak knives. Apricot scrub, <laughs> wash, and you'll get free drinks. And I've been How almost much? fluid. Okay, remember that, that was it Abon or that, that <sighs> Snives, Snives apricot scrub? I yes. think I scrubbed off half my face as a 19-year-old. I reckon <laughs> that's why I look old. It's got nothing to do with the sun damage. Yeah, it was the kernels. Just, yeah, yeah, that shit is so abrasive. And yeah. unnecessary. You know, I watched something in a documentary. You know, all those like micro um, exfoliating beads in scrubs don't break down. They they're just go the into the, the in the ocean. Yeah, microplastics. I didn't, I didn't know this. In the fishies. Yeah, I thought they were like little balls of like they just burst or something, like starburst or something. No, I mean this is a really <laughs> sad start to this episode. The whole world is full of plastic, isn't it? Ever? Our parents ruined everything. Speaking of the whole world, Bo Ryan travels the whole <laughs> damn thing. Good. Se- <laughs> Do you that, know what? That was a segue. Let's was first say, mm. unfortunately, Brittany, Brittany Hockley, as you all have kind of have cottoned on in the last few episodes. She's still not here. So last week and this week, Mitch Churi and I have been holding on to the reins of the radio show, just the two of us. And this is our Saturday radio show, all packaged up in a nice little sweet morsel for you guys to enjoy. Can I just say, all, all like work and jokes aside, I love doing this with you. I love you so much. This is so much fun. Like, how is this a job? How do we get paid to do this? Truly. And we don't want to come across as obnoxious because like... I mean, you are, so like it's Obnoxious? Oh, don't you laugh, producer Missy. <laughs> what, that's so funny that I'm obnoxious. What, I've no. got good hair. So a lot of you won't know <laughs> listening to this, but mm-hmm. I am a decade older than Mitch Jury. Ten years, yeah. So on today's radio show, we talked about the price of lettuce. It's going to be really exciting <laughs> for everybody. We also talked about an ex of mine who... Caltrate, if um, your joints are weak, uh, Laura <laughs> recommends Caltrate. Tells us her favourite milk to have strong bones. We also talked about an ex of mine who I don't... I mean, I have talked about him on the podcast before because it's none of my oh, ex, none of my ex are safe. Um, but I don't <laughs> think I ever told you guys about something that he would do in his sleep. Oh, you've never told this story? No. It's a fake story. I'm just going to call it out. It's not He's, fake. He swindled you into free sex, and that's a hook. That's no. all I'm going to say. Laura was giving up free sex at Crag Dawn. Anyway, if you, if you guys, if you missed us live, we are on the radio every Saturday morning. It's from 10 until 12, but yeah. this is all the best bits, all the good laughs. Some of the, I was going to say the deep moments, but there's truly none. It's there's just one silly. deep moment. We get deep for one quick moment. Did we? No. I forgot. I thought we did for one second, but no, we most definitely did. Anyway, let's get into it. Enjoy. You were telling me something off the air that I don't know if you want to bring up about your relationship. Am I allowed to talk about this? Oh, oh. I mean, we can share it across the country. It's fine. (laughs) Look, um, Matt and I have gotten to a point where we've started sleeping in separate bedrooms. 
I back that. I do, do. I do. I've got a friend, the happiest marriage. I can say this. Benji Marshall, footballer, his wife Zoe Marshall, have slept in separate beds their whole relationship and they're so in love. Do you know what? It sounds controversial, doesn't it? I think a lot of people mm. hear about, you know, couples sleeping in separate bedrooms and then they instantly assume that it's trouble in paradise. Yes, yeah. Look, it's also not our choice. Let me put that out there first. Oh, this is involuntary, we, a mo- a involuntary move. Yes. There mm. is a small child that keeps on wedging herself into our bed at about, you know, 11 p.m. She just oh. comes in, she crawls in. And then I get up in the middle of the night and I go into her bedroom and then I wake up with a rock-hard pepper pig in my back, more so. But she's, we've decided, okay, if she comes into the bed, I'll go and sleep. Is this Lola in her or bed. Marley May? No, Marley. This Lola's still in a cot. I, I dread the days when there's two of them in I'm a bed. I'm just picturing you in a cot with your long legs <laughs> hanging over the side. More so, it's just me in a single bed. But that's not, oh. you know, that's not the that's not the most of it. Something oh, else it gets worse. It's far worse. <laughs> okay. So you know, and if you're not from Sydney, it's been terrible rain on and off here. Like yeah. this winter has been astronomically bad. Yeah. And we have had a real mould problem in our house. Oh no, that's bad for like, babies as well. So bad. We've had people come out, strip paint off walls. We've had a rising damp specialist. Like it has been an mm. ongoing thing since we moved into this new house. You're only be- you've only been there a little bit too. Yeah, it's and the mould is coming and it's following us and it's just climbing up the walls. <laughs> and the last couple of nights I've been sleeping in Marley's bedroom. Okay. And I well, it was like, okay, actually this has been more than a week now. Every night the smell of the mould is getting worse and it's getting worse. Oh, no. And I called the mould specialist again and I was like, you need to come back out. He's this like, hi, Laura, not- what now? Yeah, he's like, I've got him on speed dial. <laughs> I'm like, this is not okay. My, my daughter can't keep sleeping in this bedroom. Like, yeah. there's something really wrong here. Can you see it? Is it in the corners? Or you know how can't so- see it. It's like oh. in the walls. Hidden mould is even worse. So, yeah. So I thought it was anyway. Anyway, last night I was mm. laying in bed and I was like, this room is not okay. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to go hunting for it. Oh, no. So I pulled the bed away from the wall. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what actually was behind the bed? What was it? Not mould. Mm. About five different types of dinner. So Marley has been collecting her food and putting it behind the bedhead and then shoving it back again. So like it's oh. like it is packed in there. There's spaghetti. There's some sort of like rust stick. <laughs> some sort of like petrified meatball that's just hiding behind the wall. Rotting. Everything like rotting oh. in her bedroom. And like she's I- in a prison, like Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. Like she's just also hitching a hole in the wall behind a poster to get she's out. She's just keeping it in case because we give her rations. Anyway, she's three. I was like, Molly, what are you doing? Like, why are you putting? Because this is weeks. This is weeks worth of food. I recognise something that I cooked two, two weeks ago. I was like, what are you doing with this? And she goes, Mummy, I'm just feeding the animals. And oh, I was like, no. what do you mean you're feeding the animals? When we were in Bali, we bought her these little wooden animals. Oh. And she's been putting food behind the bed oh. to feed them over nighttime. Oh, bless her. Yeah. I think this means we probably need to start paying more attention to our child. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is bigger problems in the in the relationship. Oh, that's so funny. Hey, Laura, you've seen a story online. I think it's irked you or it's upset you. Oh, I've, I'm not recovered yet. I'm still not okay from this story. Yeah, you, the way you were telling me is pretty graphic. So there is a man. Like, this isn't, you can go and Google it. It's a true story. Yeah. There's a man in Ghana. He was having a little nap mm-hmm. in his chair of an afternoon. Siesta. Having a little sleep. Yeah. And then he woke up. And he'd almost severed his own penis. Oh, the thought of that. But basically, I mean, how did it get from there to here? <laughs> yeah, how so did it get quickly? from a little nap to <laughs> a chop willy? It's a truly tr- 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 <laughs> rapid story, didn't it? Um, no, he was having a dream. He was having a dream that he was oh. cutting meat. And he, he, in his sleep, got up, walked into the kitchen, picked up a knife, walked over to a chopping board, no. like, all oh, very methodical, Got out. The Seasoned his penis. Got, <laughs> got some big, cracked pepper. <laughs> little bit of time. Maldon salt, sea salt flakes. <laughs> Left it sitting in the balsamic for at least 25 minutes. In the fridge. Just shut the fridge door on it. <laughs> 
packed it off and he woke up from the pain? Well, yeah, yeah obviously. Of course, of course. I mean, you'd be, there'd be something to really unpack there if he'd managed to sleep through it. No, he woke up to actually slicing through his own penis. Oh, the Rushed to hospital, no. horrible amount of blood loss, and he has to go through, like, massive surgery now to have his penis re Reconstructive surgery. Can't you imagine? That is horrific. That is absolutely horrific. I can kind of see it, though, because I have very vivid dreams. I don't know about you. I went to a doctor once about it, and they said it was because I eat dinner very late, and then I go to bed. And no. Yeah, my food is still digesting, which makes you go a bit nuts. That's what they say about cheese, don't they? They say that if you eat too much cheese too close to bedtime, that you have really wacky cheese dreams. Yeah, apparently all the old royals used to have it, because like, all they <laughs> ate was cheese. Why do we know these facts, Laura? Is it? Uh, do we, though? Like, uh, Is there any proof to them or are we just saying stuff, hoping that no one's ever going to Google it? True. That is nuts. Okay, but have you ever, as much as you might have had crazy dreams, have you ever gotten up out of your sleep and gone and done something crazy in your dream? I have, yeah. So I used to be a bad sleepwalker and I used to, one, my sister tells this story, that when I was 10 or so, I walked into her bedroom in the middle of the night with the doona wrapped around my shoulders. Like, you know, I was in Wicked or something and I was just standing at the door with the doona and then I dropped the doona, walked out, went back to bed. I did it multiple times, put it in the kitchen sink, put it in the bathroom, you just put it in the, the front one. You take the doona for a walk. Yeah, and I drop it and let it rest and go back to bed and shiver myself back to sleep. Do you know I once, and this is actually, so there's seven different types of sleep disorders. Oh, Don't ask me why. <laughs> I used to work for a sleep, a sleep disorder company, I right? I didn't know. Many moons ago. Yeah. One of them is called sexomnia. That's a real sleep disorder. What and is it, it's what, when how does it work? People, they don't wake up, they're asleep, but they'll just roll over in the middle of the night and start having sex. And I dated a guy who no. had sexomnia. What? No. And he would, I would wake up in the middle of the night and just be like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing now. Sure. Laura, that is a fake made-up excuse I, from I, him. I, <laughs> I think you've been swindled, to be honest. And he also had drink omnia and I had to make him a cocktail at night and uh, buy car somnia. I had to buy him a car. It's a condition. <laughs> he was asleep. No, he was asleep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, was it better sex than when he was awake? It was all very consensual. I was <laughs> yes. definitely up for it. But, I mean, could you imagine? Oh, that's crazy. I want to know. Then what's the craziest thing you've done in your sleep? And Call it, can us. it top that? Can it? Well, I mean, like it definitely top. Um, <laughs> we want to know what's the craziest thing you've done while you've been sleeping. Natalia is called. Hi, Natalia. What's your crazy dream story? Hi. So, Hi. so I was for drinks with some friends. Then my parents picked us up. Last thing I remember was going to bed. Next morning, I woke up to them telling me a story that I woke up waking up at three a.m. and went to their bathroom, pulled my pants down sat in the food bed of the bed and started saying, it's the devil's hour, like, <laughs> repeatedly. Wait, so you, you were in your parents' bed with your pants down? Is this? Did I get that yes. right? Everything down. Saying what? Everything down. What did you say to saying them, it's the devil's hour. Oh, my God. It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> what was their reaction back, to this? They just let me do whatever I was doing. I went back, actually went to the toilet, my toilet, and went to bed. Oh, happy ending. So I think I was just, I, I thought, I was going to the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> Do you Today usually day, scream it's the devil's hour when you go to the Did toilet? Did you have a curry the night before, perhaps? <laughs> or hot food? <laughs> There's a lot here. I'm just imagining you scream, it's the devil's devil hour. <laughs> the tone of it really is. I think me. I've screamed that when we're out of toilet paper and I'm just on the loo. Going, no one else is home. It's the devil's hour. After a vindaloo. Yeah, all good, yeah. Even a butter chicken sometimes goes straight through me. Liz on 131065. Hello, what's, uh, what have you done while you dreamt? Oh, okay. So the other night, um, my husband told me this the other day. He saw me and he saw my eyes because mm. we had the um, we had the baby monitor, so he can see the he can see me straight ahead. Oh. And I was stroking his bald head and said <laughs> to him, "I can't wait for you to die." <laughs> wait, so you were completely asleep and you said, "I can't wait for you to die." 
exactly. I had my eyes open. I was looking at him, stroking his head. Bald head. I said, I can't wait for you to die. Have you guys recently... Oh, I was going to say, have you recently signed life insurance? No, but (laughs) I did also say to him, I'll make so much money off your suit. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel and like you would have thought about this, Liz, while you were awake. This feels pre preconceived. You know how some people say that, like, the things that you dream are actually just manifestations yeah. of your waking life? <laughs> well, look, they are worth about three months of daycare, so... There we go. Uh, well, you've done the math, Liz. <laughs> and one grocery and shop. be off your shoes and game collection. Oh, but, uh, Liz. The bald head, too. There's something menacing about the bald head. He needs to sleep with one eye open, oh, I think. I love that. All right, Oscar on 131065. Hi, what did you dream? Really, the only thing I can think of is that I woke up and had no pants on. I don't remember how I got there because, like, like it's I mean, actually pretty funny. But where were you? Where did you wake up? Oh, I don't know. Some guy's apartment. <laughs> I couldn't remember how I got there. I had a dream that I woke up in my own bed and then woke up in some other random. <laughs> I don't think that's a night terror or anything. I think you just had a hookup. Wait, did you? Did you? You went there. You remember going right. to the apartment yeah. though? Oh yeah, of course I remember going to the apartment. But then I had a dream that I was waking up in my own bed and that it was all a Sunday morning. Like hello, uh-huh. like no alcohol in general. Uh-huh. And then I woke up and some random Tom, Dick, or Harry was. <laughs> On top of me, I have no idea who this person I was. I think if you're lucky, it would have been a dick. Sex Omnia. Yeah. See? Yeah, you, you just button. diagnosed you. There you go, Oscar. All right, thanks for your calls. Yes, Put your Life Uncut Radio Show, Mitch Hockley, Brittany Lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. Anyway, we're doing this. Ask Uncut. So Ask Uncut is a, I mean, it's one of the episodes we do on the podcast. Yeah. It's where we have listeners write in their deepest, darkest, most troubling dilemmas, and we do our best to answer them. Now, we have a quick, short and sharp one. Yeah. And for once, it's not about relationships. Great. And it's good for me, because you and Britt are very good at the relationship And, and you are terrible at them. I'm terrible. So. I suck. I'm <laughs> no. terrible at it. Okay. This one is, is it wrong to use up all your sick leave when you know that you're about to quit a job. I'm soon going to leave my work. My boss doesn't know yet, but I have quite a bit of sick leave accrued and I'm thinking I should throw a few sickies in there. Oh, I love it. I'm all for this. No. What do you mean? I'm a business owner. And this oh. stuff irks me. Oh, and also, course. do you know why? Because mm. I'm of that generation. I'm a bit older Don't than you, Don't say Mitch. that. <laughs> I am an old, no, I am, where whenever I would call in sick to work, like back in the day when I worked an office job, if I called in sick and I wasn't sick, I would be so petrified that someone from work was going to see me that I would spend all day inside with the curtains drawn and I would almost make myself think that I was sick. So yeah. by the end of the day, I felt sick. Yes, I know what you mean. And, and being sick's not all it's cracked up to be. It's just Dr. Phil and reruns of Ellen and there's then no it's thing. Ready, Steady, Cook and then you're done for the day. Yeah, there's a few episodes of Home and Away that's on repeat. But no, <laughs> a few, a few. I, 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 oh, look, I think if you're going to leave, you're better off just bringing the leave date forward early rather than kind of, uh, you know, mismanaging people's expectations and calling in sick all the time. It's so annoying for the people that you work with. Uh, I know. I guess it depends. If you're in a, a, a you, Tony May can is it a small business? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a so small if business, people don't hard. show up, then it just puts pressure on all of your colleagues. It doesn't really bother me. As the, as the person who employs people, it doesn't affect me, but it affects everyone who has to, like, come in and cover, and it's annoying for everyone. Yeah, but I get If you're working for Woolworths, call in sick. Yeah. Milk your leave. You know, call up. <laughs> yeah, your, owner, your boss is 18 anyway. Okay, They're not going to care. you work for a radio station, Miss oh. Jury? <laughs> Can you see me shivering? I'm shaking. I still, I think I've taken one sick leave in my almost 10 years in radio. So you say do it, but you would 
would literally never do it. That's oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I would never do it. I could have COVID, I could have monkeypox, and I'd be going, welcome to the show, everyone. I'd be powering through. No, I think it comes down to your personality type. Yes. Like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to spend the entire time on your sick leave feeling anxious and scared and worried and, you know, maybe, maybe you're going to get caught out, then I wouldn't do it. But also, if you're relying on a good resume and you think maybe yeah. they know that you're absolutely pulling their leg, then don't do it either. Wait, quickly, before we end this, what would you do if a, if an employee called you and said they're sick? Is your first thought, they're lying? Always. Really? Always. I knew it. Everyone calls and says, oh, I think I've got COVID. Yes, like, Go they- do a PCR <laughs> test and come into work. You're fine. It's the extra cough. Even if you've got a foot infection, you go, oh, Neil. <laughs> the cough just always inhales. Oh, okay, if you want to get on the air with us, uh, if you've got an Ask Uncut of your own, hit us you do, you can slide into Instagram at Life Uncut Podcast. I think maybe we should do a relationship one again next week. We're not yeah, really, we're not qualified <laughs> to give work advice. Not our forte. <laughs> Hi everyone, Saturday morning across the country, Laura Byrne, Brittany Hockley. Mitch uh, Churi. Mitch Churi. Oh, we're doing roll call. That's it here. Present. 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 Maddie J. Is, oh, he's not here. He's not present, but his love is felt in the room. Oh dear. Oh my, there's something I want to bring up. Stop it. Love is in the air and love is quite frankly, on the ground. I, you should just stop now. In between your little toeys, <laughs> Laura Byrne, because there's something that you and your beautiful fiancé, Maddie J, have done that has absolutely tickled me pink. Yes. Look, I mean, you guys might know, on mm. Amazon you can buy one of those hand-casting kits. So what you do... No, don't say as you know. Well, like, I people think some people searched. do know them. <laughs> you can get these, like, it's like a bucket yeah. and you, you hold hands with your partner yeah. and you put your hands into the bucket and then you do, like, a plaster of Paris. It creates mould. Yes. And you do a plaster of Paris handhold for... Your, I guess you, you keep it and put it on your shelf, yes, maybe. Yes, of course. It's a bookend or it's a paperweight. We sorts. were thinking about doing them and having them as ornaments on the table at the wedding. Just <laughs> each table gets a, a handhold. But we took it one step further. Yeah. you. If you haven't seen this, Laura and Maddie intertwined their feet at the toe. At toes. And we like, held toes. You held toes. You put the, the, we held the, feet. You put your feet together and then pressed, intertwined your toes together, dipped it in the epoxy, <laughs> and then sat on your tummies for how long? Oh, so it was for seven minutes. And, and do you know what? Oh. It was a truly it was a truly trepidous seven minutes because we had to do it when the kids had gone to bed because one foot was stuck in a bucket. Oh, yeah. So the whole time I was just worried, like, what if our toddler gets out of bed and there's mum and dad in a compromising position with our foot in a bucket? Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll know that story. <laughs> forever. They'll go, did that really happen when mummy and daddy had their foot in the white cream? But now we... <laughs> Isn't that what it looks So now up? we have at home this sculpture. It's the weirdest thing you you've ever it? seen. It's right as soon as you walk into the house, it's <laughs> on the sideboard. <laughs> Welcome home. Here's our feet. It's just the top of our feet holding toes. That is, though, Laura, and I'll be honest, that's why I'm playing this amazing music because that is the epitome of love. Uh, do you know what? To be honest... Yeah. It wasn't my idea. Um, that's a Matt. That screams Maddie J. He'd been pressing me to do it for several nights, and I kept on saying, "Oh, I've got a headache." Yeah. Oh, my back hurts. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit tired. And then he got you. And then he he realised, yeah, yeah, I try to use that excuse a bit too much for other yeah, things as well. Anyway, and then eventually he said, "We're doing it." Tonight's the night. Saturday night it was. But do you sit there while you're doing that and go, this really is the love <laughs> of my life? You must. You must go, this is the one. I, he's. I'm, we are getting married in November. He yeah. is certainly the one, yes. Mm. I do have those moments where I'm like, I probably would never do anything this weird with anyone else. Yes. Ever. Yeah, well, that's what got me thinking. When did you know that the one 
was the one? What what, what experience bonded you so closely oh, that made you go, this is the person for me? I mean, we had a bit of an unusual start in the world, didn't we? We did a reality TV show, Fell yep. in Love. I thought he was the one, actually. I hoped he was the one at the end of The Bachelor. But then I realised... Were there doubts? No, I guess I kind of thought maybe this is TV, Matt. Maybe there'll be, maybe when he's, you know, who's Matt when he's not being filmed by 10 cameras and there's a whole camera crew and production team around. Or in hair and makeup. and Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until we got out of that, like, experiment of The Bachelor and we had some time together in like a tiny little house in the middle of nowhere. We were like, we, we were stuck in there. There was um, security guards outside to make sure that we didn't leave. And then we had to black out all the windows. Oh my God. So the paparazzi couldn't take photos in. And we were stuck in this little room for about four days. There was no internet. There was no pay TV and there was no going outside. So four days of just us being together and by the end of it I still liked him so I was like oh that's a this is it it. one day my foot will be twined with this man's foot while our children sleep making a claymation (laughs) artwork well I think four (laughs) days of that with anybody else and by the end of it I would have I would have been irritated by them breathing oh god yeah 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 he's the one he's the one Maddie J's the one how did you know that your partner was the one Um, not sure yeah well (laughs) we can't be yet I'm not there yet haven't haven't clayed our feet together yet but uh if you got any leftover Maybe we need to find out from our callers. Yeah, yeah. How did you know the one was the one? You're How part did of it, you know? If you're with the one, 131065, when did you know? Do okay. you know, Father's Day is a hard one. I always, yeah. I can never think of what to get Matt for Father's Day. He looked good in a pair of RMs too. He well, pulled them off. Speaking of Matt and yeah. feet, that's yeah. kind of how we got onto this whole topic, isn't Brilliant it? Brilliant segue. Yeah, I just, I looked at your Instagram a couple of weeks ago and I thought, God, that couple, Maddie J and Laura Byrne, really are perfect for each other because you put your foot in this mould and you've made a mould of your feet together. Would you say that we are soulmates? Ah, that's good. There we go. Yeah, were you a bit toey that night? (laughs) Thank you. Uh, All right, 131065, when did you know the one was the one? The person that you're with was the one for you. Tash is called. Hello, Tash. Hello. Hi, when did you know the one was the one? So me and my partner, we'd only been dating for about a couple weeks, maybe a month. And yeah, we went for a little dive and he swam through a cloud of jellyfish. Oh, 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 bad. Yeah, and if anyone knows how to... Uh, relieve a jellyfish sting. Um, it's not very pleasant, so you have to wee on it. Um, oh. Do you have to? Is there any scientific I've proof that, that that's real? No, I've heard that. I don't know about scientific, but um, so you gave yeah, him a golden so shower. Yeah, I gave him a golden shower. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was. He's a big guy, so he was doubled over, and I was weeing on his back, and it was sort of dripping down, and oh. he was splashing it on his face as it was coming oh. down. Oh wow! Wait, Tash, did you? This did is a you, Saturday morning show. <laughs> no, 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 I, oh, yeah. I want to get a mental image. Did you put it into a cup, or did you sw- like was straight from the no, source? No. This so was... this is quite skillful, actually. I had to sort of squat. Um, oh. There was a bit of skill involved. Yeah, I had to. Farm to yeah, table. on his back <laughs> so he was in the shower. So, yeah. <laughs> so no Farm to table. Oh, Tash. And you still together? You still together? Yeah, we're married. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's a cute story. Thank goodness he's recovered. Thank goodness. And me. now, uh, uh, yeah, let's let's not go into that any deeper. Yeah, we don't want the details. <laughs> Emily on 131065, hi. How did you know the one was the one? Hi. So um, I knew when we were driving in the country, we were driving in the mountains, and I went, what song are you feeling like? What do we want? And he goes, I'm so feeling Mamma Mia right now. And I was like, oh, my God, where's the ring? Give it to me. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. you just had a little Mamma Mia road did you do trip. A sing along? Yes, we did. Oh, of course we did. I felt like Donna Sheridan. What was <laughs> What was the favourite? What was the number one? What's it? Um, sing it for us. Don't go away from your love. Oh, okay. Don't go. 
Wasting. There we go. I'm glad you found your one because that was messy. Um, all right. Uh, Jamie, wrap this up for us. When did you know the one was the one? I want a beautiful story. <laughs> We went out to a party together. It was our first as boyfriend and girlfriend. Had a bit too much to drink, came home, and I was like, oh, I don't think I feel so well. Ran out to the closest sink I could find, which was the bathroom. And I think it was as he was scooping it out of the sink because it got blocked, I was like, you know what? I think this guy's a keeper. <laughs> That's beautiful. Nothing nothing and binds you like a bit of regurgitation. Ugh. Yes, nothing like it. And, yeah, now we've got a kid and we're getting married. <laughs> And this is what happens. You have a kid and then you realise that your life is just covered in vomit and other people's excrements. Yes. This is your life yes, forever now. quite the case. Oh, congratulations. We love love. Oh, that's good. We love, uh, we do. When are you getting married? Uh, later on this year. Oh, oh beautiful. Yes, yeah, so it's coming Same up very yours. quickly. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably more organised than we are. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> probably not. All right, thank you, Jamie. You guys can talk off the air. That got very wedding, didn't it? Very. Oh, <laughs> oh who's your caterer? Are you doing sliders for the entree? <laughs> oh, stop it, Min. Shuri, stop hating on love. Oh. I love this man. We have, we have a man on the line. Uh, that sounds so <laughs> ominous, doesn't it? There's a man. Just a man. Who on, knows? On the line. This man does so much. You might know him from filling in on Studio 10, maybe back in the footy show days, former professional NRL player and now host of The Amazing Race. You might also remember him from the interview we did back in January. Yeah, good point. Yeah, this is the second time around this Life Uncut Sun for Bo Ryan. Welcome, buddy. Hi. Hi, good to be back. Oh, that was one of the first interviews. That was your your first week, was it? You were our number one interview that we ever did. But we're here to talk about The Amazing Race, which is coming back, Bo. Very exciting. Um, Monday night, 7.30 on Channel 10. Um, What's different about this season? It's the first season that you can go back overseas after COVID. Yeah, it's the first season back overseas, you're right. I mean, we shot one in Australia. It did really well and it was great. Australia is is beautiful. It's big. um, And we explored everywhere and it was wonderful. But the show... You know, it, it is an overseas show. It's an Australian people racing around the world. You know, the best time we have overseas is when teams are frustrated, communication is a problem, local transport, and we have all of that and more this season. So it's good. It's good to get back overseas. And do you know what makes things extra complicated? It's when you lose all your luggage. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. What happened there? Um, well, I, uh, I was leaving Europe. There's a lot of flights. I mean, we had, I don't know exactly how, how many, many flights. Yeah. Over 30, well, over 30, over 30 flights. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of connecting flights, a lot of airports. And I'm never, I, I don't like to check bags ahead. I never do. I never do. And we checked bags ahead and I had three connecting flights, one out of Europe, I think through Netherlands, and I had to come back through mm. Colombia. By the time I got to Colombia, I was about to board a, a flight to Medellin and I missed it. And off you went your luggage. Yeah. The, yeah, and I didn't get there till the, the following day and luggage was gone. So did you end up having to do like an Obama where you just wore the same thing every day for the rest of filming? <laughs> well, what I did, I actually had no, like I literally had no clothes. I had a little travel suitcase. I used to have a backpack and a suitcase. Um, and I could get away with, you know, the first day or two. But then since then, like from then on, I was literally borrowing shirts off producers, boots, oh my God. Um, <laughs> buying shirts at airports. But everyone was very good. But the, the problem you have, I'm like on a day ahead of the race, filming content obviously in the country that they're about to hit the next date, it's so that right. I can film all the challenges and meet them at the pit stop. And the key was to match shirts. So I'd be wearing a shirt, say, one day in Colombia, and then we're in Mexico the next day. 
we had to sync it up and make sure I was wearing the same shirt for the pit stop. What so a shirt chat about uh, your <laughs> Continuity. Try, yeah, continuity. Trying to find that shirt or those boots. Jeez. Um, you know, if I didn't tell the story, you'd never know. Can you can you tell me, I did read somewhere that this year on this year's uh, Amazing Race, that they, mm. they have one team starting in Sydney and one team starting in Melbourne. Now, is that the big surprise like or is there, more, is there more twists coming? There are more surprises. There's plenty, you know, maybe I've got surprises left. You being topless in half of the episodes, I think. That's no pants. <laughs> the, the Amazing Race is a global shagar and It's a franchise show shot in pretty much every country. But it's a world first to have two actual races happening. And look, it made my job tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Flying between two countries and, and cities, um, you know, trying to obviously conduct two races. But when they met, that's when the race officially began in my eyes. What do you think is harder then, if you say this made your job hard? Do you think, uh, you know, going in the jungle and doing celebrity or is it running around <laughs> and trying to host? Well, I love I love the amazing race and I've always been a fan of the show and I like hosting. I, I don't like sitting in a jungle starving, being tortured. <laughs> Eating some beans. beans. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Well, nah, so um, yeah, there's my answer. Bo, you're going to be hitting up six continents, 20 couples travelling across, get this, Australia, Africa, Asia, Europe, South America, all to win 250k plus two brand new cars. God, just chucking in everything. <laughs> Where are yes. they getting these budgets from? I, I thought gonna... TV had no money anymore. <laughs> Probably, well, The Bachelor. The yeah, bachelor. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They took it off yeah. on The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can join The Amazing Race. Watch it yourself in the living room. It premieres Monday night, 7.30 on 10 and 10 play, of course. Bo, stick around for a sec because we're going to play a brand new game with you. It's called Liar Liar. Right now we're doing this. Liar! Liar, liar. Okay, brand new game. Laura Byrne. We're road testing this one on you. We are. Yeah, we give our best Always. guests new segments. <laughs> what a compliment to you, Bo Ryan. He's here, of course, The Amazing Race Australia. Monday night, 7.30, Channel 10. Laura has a story. I've got a story. One is a lie. You need to pick. Why don't you kick it off? But you can also ask a couple of questions. So I'm going to tell you part, yeah, of my, part of my story, and you can ask me three questions. Mitch has his story. You can ask him three questions, and then you yep. need to figure out which one of us is telling a big old porky liar, liar. Okay, yeah, well... Yeah. Once upon a time, I... How original. (laughs) It was the middle of the night and I got up and I went to open the window, except somehow I managed to get stuck in the window and I was completely naked and had to get rescued by the SAS or whoever they are. Is that what they're called? (laughs) This is your story. The police people. I'm not helping you. The rescue people. Can I, hang on, can I ask questions now? Yeah. What, what sort of window? Why were you going through a window? Uh, I had to open it and then the window was a bit broken and it came down and got my hand stuck in it. Mm. Oh, your hand, and you had no clothes on? I was naked. How did the uh, like emergency service come? Did you call them? or? I was screaming and uh, someone <laughs> called <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ambulance. What a sight. Okay. okay, so you were screaming, someone called ambulance. Yeah, well, I, can, I, can, I can see that happening. Yeah, you got little kids and you, you, know, you do it for no reason like me. Yeah, it works. Okay, sure. All right. sure. You're, you're, easy, you're easy to convince. Very Gullible easy. Man. All right, here's All right, my Mitch, story. What's yours? Here's my story. All right, so, Bo, I've known you for a while now. You know that I've, I lived yes. in New York before I worked in radio. Yeah. I, I studied yes. theatre. Um, and I was a performer, and I was, like, mingling in those scenes, in the performing scenes, right? So uh, at this acting school, there was this one girl that I uh, became friends with, and she said, come back to my house for a dinner party. And I went, oh, cool, this is yeah. great. New York City yeah. dinner party. So I go back with this girl. Her name's Chloe, up east side. And I go there, and the table's set for, like, eight. And I go, oh, my God. I didn't realise there were other people coming. And I go, who's invited? She went, friends. You know, my dad owns restaurants in New York, just friends. So you sit there, people walk in, I say, hi, hi, hi. One seat's left. Right before eight o'clock, who but walks into this dinner party but Billy Ray Cyrus. 
Miley Cyrus's thank father. Thank you, Breaky Heart. Yes, thank you, Breaky Heart. Breaky yep. Heart, Bo. He sits down. Good song. He's not dressed in cowboy boots. I wish he was. We did eat steak, so I guess that's kind of southern. And uh, I didn't talk to him the whole night because he was at the opposite end, but I did I did talk and get a photo with Bill Ray. And uh, we had a great night. And that was my dinner with Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay, and when was this? 2019. 2019. Yeah. Um, it, it's easy because, I mean, your story is a lot more... Uh, no, no disrespect, or this that's a it's a long story, Mitch. You know, you've put See, a lot more effort in. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, I he, he did he did put a bit She's of effort in. She's got kids. Sorry, yeah, no, and no, I'm no. an actor. You know, it's in my blood. Well, I didn't know. Oh, I was like, what? do I do I embellish the story? Do I do less of yeah, a story? Yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. find and the sweet you know spot what? of the storytelling. Think, yeah, yeah. And I think that was smart. I think that's what's that's what's you've ruined me doing that. Because Wait, I would have said yours is a lie, but I think, I think the length that Mitch went to, and I think Billy Ray 2019, I think he was off. The, I think he was in rehab pretty much the whole of 2019. So <laughs> How I'm do you know say, that? Oh, no, give it, give I'm us a verdict. Give well, us a verdict. Who do you think? Oh, oh, you know what I mean? I think Laura was too smart, and she just went very vague, very quickly, tried to rush it, and I'm going to say yours is a lie, Mitch. You're going to say mine's a lie. Oh. His bloody daughter. <laughs> it didn't happen. You are a very good liar. That was such an in-depth story. I know. I you, know. Can't, you can't lie to a liar, man. Ah. Oh, there right. you go. Well, I did get trapped in a window, very naked, screaming, and the woman from the apartment building adjacent called the ambulance oh. who couldn't get so me what? out and I got cut out so of a window. You had window. no pants, no, you had nothing on, I no was pants, nothing. completely butt-ass naked. I still remember the policeman walking really? in and they started laughing at me until they also realised I was stuck in a yeah. window. Where, where was Maddie? I think it's almost better if this was the lie. We this, don't want to go into these details. This, was my, yeah, yeah, this yeah. was my 20s. <laughs> I, it was a wild time. Yeah. Bo Ryan, you're a good man. Thank you for road testing that with us. You can catch him as the host of The Amazing Race Australia Monday night, 7.30, Channel 10. See you, Bo. See you, Bo. Thanks, thanks for your time. Bye. Do you know what? Mm. This is the end of the show. Here we are. We've it made is. it another well, week without Brittany Hockley. And we still don't know where she is. <laughs> oh, I do miss her, though, although I love... I love spending these Saturday mornings with you. I'm having fun. You know, she's going to get back and we're going to be too far gone. Yeah, she'll be on the outer, but, yep. you know, sucks to be pretty. Anyway. Work way back in. Do you know what? If you guys want to listen to a little bit more Life on Cut, you can catch up on this radio show if you missed anything yep. in the podcast app on yep. iHeartRadio. But you can also listen next Tuesday because we have a amazing episode yeah, coming on Tuesday. It? We're interviewing Johan Hari. Oh. He's a Johann? he's a best-selling author. He's He also uh, had a very interesting and very funny story with the Dalai Lama. He he got called fat by the Dalai Lama. No way. <laughs> Is that an insult or almost a compliment from the Dalai Lama? Oh, no, it was it was definitely an insult. Oh, oh yeah. No, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, the Dalai Lama told him he had three stomachs uh, and oh. told him he was a bit overweight. No. Yeah, but anyway, it's a great story. But that's out on Tuesday and you know the drill. I know, yeah. Yeah, do you want me to start it? What is it? Here at Life Uncut, we know that everyone loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell tell your your dog, dog, tell your your friends and share the love. Because because we we love love. love. See you next week. (laughs) Maybe Britt will be here with a note. Missed any of the Life Uncut radio show with Britt Hockley and Laura Benz? Hear it in the Catch-Up podcast on iHeartRadio.